When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is all hands on deck. We have a war for the dawn coming. We have the war to end it all in Westeros. That's right, the Night King and his army are marching south. And while we wait for season eight and the answers to what's going to happen in this final battle, let's talk about the side players, the secondary characters, third, fourth, maybe even fifth tier characters that are sometimes forgotten, maybe in our speculating responsible minds can factor into the battle it's the all hands on deck edition of daily throne something we'll be talking about all week and i want to point out now here we now have an a, a an official facebook page you can go like us there yes i know it seems like it's 2009 but wanted to stake some territory claims out there on the internet with daily thrones it is out there find it like it talk let's talk about the secondary characters we might need in the final battle. Hey Ken, I was watching some um, clips on YouTube of Game of Thrones, which I often do, and there's a character we haven't really talked a lot about on Daily Throne, Salador Sand, who of course was the pirate Davos's friend. You know, Davos recruits him to join Stannis's cause, and I actually really like. Actually, he was only in I think three episodes or four episodes, but I actually really liked his character. And best to my knowledge, he's still out there somewhere alive now do we need to see this character in season eight no it it would be i mean it's not essential but do i think it would be kind of cool to see him uh reappear in season eight like a forgotten character like him yeah i think that would be fine but i also i like i remember in the book he's like really the first one um he brings up the fact that um says you know stannis's glowing sword he's like he has that's a very pretty sword he has but it's not the true lightbringer all right, it's our first contender. Do we need Salador San in the battle? Eric calling in, reminding us of the great pirate, Davos's great friend and best friend, even though they, well, Salador doesn't like him sometimes. Wink, wink. But Salador is featured a little bit more prominently in the books, as are a lot of these characters on TV who are the second, third, fourth, fifth tier characters. He is up there at Eastwatch by the Sea, and eventually he does leave Stannis. Saying, you know, losing some of his ships, feeling he's not going to be paid. Got Strand Stannis up there uh, in the north. Part of the things going wrong for Stannis. And he does know a little bit more of the world. I mean, the Sand family goes back a ways. They are uh, very distinguished and known for being pirate lords. And they go back to Aegon I way back in the day. So it would make sense that Salador has... Some knowledge about what actually is in terms of magic and prophecy and whether or not that sword Stannis has is Lightbringer. I I would trust a pirate who's been around the world, whose family's been around the world. If you believe in the magic of the land and you believe in some of these prophecies, Salador Sand would have some knowledge. So if he's out there floating around, this will affect him as well. The Night King taking over the world will affect him. Does he get involved? Would we want to see him involved? I absolutely think so. If you're fighting Cersei, you're fighting Euron, is Salador San a good 
deterrent to Euron, I still would favor Euron in a sea battle. But Salador Sand probably knows what he's doing. Could at least stall. Does he want to get involved to sacrifice himself to stall? I don't think so. He'd be in for victory, in for the win. So let's hope Salador Sand does come back. He's an interesting character. Added a lot of flavor to the show. I love his appearances on the show. Maybe Davos can recruit him to join the fight. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. Uh, Eric hits another home run out of the park with Salador. Uh, We've speculated in the past on people having to evacuate the city and Euron uh, charging the rich to get on the boats first. Uh, Salador could be doing very much the same thing for the quote-unquote good guys, but probably, you know, helping some more of the uh, the poor and the neediers uh, as he sees it happening as as things get more and more dramatic. Um, Setting up, of course, for the evacuation of Plan B in King's Landing. Good job, Eric. That's two for two, buddy. Undead Jamie Lannister and Salador. Keep it up. We'll talk soon. All right, Kevin's calling, following up with Salador San, our talk today of secondary characters who might be involved with the bigger battle in season eight. Could Salador San be part of an evacuation? And does it even matter? Does evacuation help in this war for the Night King? We've talked about this before here on Daily Thrones. What does Essos have to do with this end? Are we going back to there ever? I think the Night King could make a quick trip over there on an ice ice dragon and recruit, quote unquote, some new help. So I think Essos would still be worried. You're not you're not away from this. We've talked about some of those legends factoring into some similar stories happening in the far east of Westeros. So we'll see. But this idea of Salad or Sand coming by and helping the evacuation, that's a good use for him. We'll see if it actually matters and factors in. Do you guys have a secondary character that you think will show up in Season 8 and be part of the final battle, the big solution, and the end of the story? And even if you think they don't, maybe you want them to. Let me know here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken, you definitely covered a lot of the bigger Jamie moments, but uh, as a big fan of Jamie, I've got a couple other ones. Um, one of my favorites is Jamie talking to Marcella for the last time. Uh, Jamie's had to go his entire life uh, with his kids not knowing he's their real dad, and it, it, it's just a really cool moment that you finally get to see him express himself to Marcella as a parent and not as a close uncle. Um, this is probably something we're never going to get in the books, but so it was cool to see it on screen and to see that last little moment. Obviously, it ends terribly, but very cool moment. Um, another little moment um, when Jamie just lost his hand and he's being escorted. I think it's back to Heron Hall. I forget what he's being escorted to. Maybe it's King Landing. But anyways, um, he grabs one of the rider's swords in his um, in his left hand and starts just swinging aimless, swinging wildly, trying to put up a fight. Um, it's a cool moment. Jamie uh, doesn't go down without a fight. He's lost his hand. He's not feeling great, but he's still gonna fight until the end because uh, that's just what Jamie does. Ken, I don't know if this is so much a wild theory as it is more just a uh, hey, wouldn't it be cool if. Uh, scenario. Now, I mentioned before that I want to see at some point Jon Snow and Arya side by side fighting. Just a shot of them two together, uh, you know, fighting alongside the armies of the dead. But you know what would be even cooler than that? Is if during the siege, during the battle, when Arya looks like maybe she is getting overwhelmed, she is rescued, not by Jon. 
but by Nymeria and her pack, her army, if you will, of wolves. And they join in the fray. Come on, we all want to see that, don't we? A dire wolf and a pack of wolves taking on the dead. All right, if we're talking about secondary characters in Game of Thrones that might factor in to the final battle and the events of Season 8, I can think of almost no better choice than Nymeria. Yeah, that's a character. Those wolves are characters. Have we seen the last of Nymeria? It's one of my favorite scenes in Season 7. It's a little bit of a payoff. Sad, because like a lot of little payoffs of some of these characters, I'm thinking Benjen and Hot Pie in Season 7, it's short and you feel the loss of the character. Is that the last we're going to see in Nymeria? That's sad. I get the point. But it was cool, right? Well, I agree with Mark from Mark Talk here on Anchor. Wouldn't it be just as cool if Arya was saved by Nymeria and the pack of wolves led by Nymeria digs in to help? Look, a lot of people were questioning, where was Ghost during the events of Season 7? CGI cut? You have dragons breaking down walls? You have dragons dying? Dragons burning fields of Lannisters? And you couldn't afford Ghost? I mean, we don't know the exact answer and reason Ghost wasn't featured heavily in Season 7. But if you're fighting a war against the undead, we saw Summer sacrifice himself for Bran just as, just as Hodor did but and Leaf. But... Uh, I would want a dire wolf going into battle. Nymeria and her pack of regular wolves, I'll even take that. Now you do run the risk of creating a zombie, undead, reanimated dire wolf. Wouldn't want that. We've seen what a bear can do. Um, but a, a pack of wolves led by Nymeria, that is a good tool. And if we're going to get this scene of Arya and Jon back to back, this is a, a dream theory, is what we'll call it here, put forth by Mark a couple calls ago. Uh, like, that would be great, and it would be even better if a wolf shows up to save the day. We need those wolves in this final fight. So I'm about to watch through Game of Thrones for the first time. Um, any tips or anything I should know about the series before I start? New caller alert. We've got talking about whatever calling in and asking a pretty direct but complicated question to answer. If you're starting Game of Thrones for the first time, any tips, any advice? Well, if you're starting now and you have successfully avoided most of the spoilers, keep doing that. That's the hardest thing. That's just sometimes impossible. The show's been around now for, for you know, six, seven years and in the pop culture. It's just one of those things that I know people who don't watch Game of Thrones and they could still tell you some of the events. But if you check it in and you're listening and you want some tips on where to start obviously other than episode one just i'd say for me it was opening yourself up to a journey that you don't don't expect i went in barely knowing anything about a song of ice and fire i knew these books it was a, a whisper in the back of my mind I'd, I'd heard them seen them on the shelves at bookstores didn't know much about it i figured out ah, swords and elves right kind of like lord of the rings i like lord of the rings i'll sit down and watch this and it was nothing like I expected, but yet it was everything that I wanted. So you have to go on this journey. You have to be, be, be prepared for this adventure and pay attention to the details. Don't try to outguess yourself and don't prejudge any characters. Now, one bit of advice I also received was don't get attached to any of the characters either, but that's downright impossible. But pay attention, fall in love with these characters and let them grow that might be the biggest thing what do you guys have out there uh for advice to a first timer 
I'm sure you've got some friends who have asked you that question as well. Let us know here on Daily Thrones. Thank you to Talking About Whatever for calling in. We love new callers here on Daily Thrones. You can do that if you have the app. And don't forget, we're on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. It is the Daily Podcast plus the weekend edition Friday, Saturday, and Sunday rolled into one big podcast release Monday morning. You can check it out. All right, guys, that's it for today. Let's talk those secondary characters that might factor into battles in Season 8 tomorrow and the rest of this week here on Daily Thrones.